I feel like there's an element to which something very funny in this that you can't help but noticing is that like this would have been um, Theo's normal work day if baby Diego hadn't died and he hadn't <laughs> taken the day off. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, this becomes a bureaucratic problem because of the fact that they've been They've received a refund check because it's they. Uh, someone has mi- realized the mistake with Buttle, and it's implied Buttle died during yes, interrogation. He's been, he's been tortured to death, and now uh, th- they they can't bill him wrongly, so they just have this refund check. And it's sort of a departmental catastrophe because his boss doesn't know what to do with it, and it's just been dumped in their laps. And so he, and- so so Sam decides. Sam basically knows how to solve this. He tries to deposit it to, into Mrs. Buttle's bank, but she doesn't have a bank account, so he has to go and hand deliver the check to her. So he goes out to like this fucking you know dystopia estate, the sort of like um, it's just it, the the best way I could describe it is it, it it it's like an apartment complex built in the industrial yard from RoboCop, where the, where like the, <laughs> in the same like you expect that the dude who got hit with the toxic ooze who turns into the mutant. Which just walk across the street. Um, yeah, and, uh, it, it's sort of like um, y- y- your failed British social housing project, but slightly grimier, like yeah. maybe five percent. <laughs> and uh, but also like not really British looking. Like it looks like it looks like a like a failed futurist attempt from Italy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically he goes he drives in like what basically looks like a fucked up Morris Minor. Um, because they has- use they 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 use barely altered cars for this. I think it's like a little Misha Smith sort of micro car. Yeah. Um, all the cars are small uh, in this. A- apart from the trucks and the like, police vans, which are, the, are these huge sort of like boxy, uh, like scammel sort of like construction vehicles and stuff. So basically, he goes up to this to this this building, and uh, the kids tell him to piss off. They set his car on fire as a joke. Um, he it's can't. Like this is just a documentary. This is just living in Britain. Yeah, and he, he, Mrs. Buttle refuses to take the money. She has kind of a meltdown, obviously, because she understands from this that her husband must be dead. Um, he's attacked by the little boy. Uh, he then he sees the woman from his dreams, who's Jill. He tries to find her. Uh, Buttle's daughter yeah, he immediately goes like hyper simp mode. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in my notes where it's just like simp, simp, simp. He, moment. he truly is a simp, and he sees this woman for the first time and is like, "I have been dreaming this woman for God knows how long. This is the love of my life. I must find her and tell her how I feel." So yeah. basically, Brazil is a manic pixie dream girl film. Uh, well, sort of. I mean, it, it, it's it, it gets to the sort of the misogyny that we'll we'll talk about in this movie. Yeah. But there's, she also she she mm. also inhabits a role when driving the the big the big dump truck where it's almost like Charlie's Theron and Fury Road. Like there's yeah, th- there's yeah. like I would say that Jill is Jill is not a manic pixie dream girl uh, heroine, but um, there is a lot of sort of like yeah hyper simp mode, just sort of like you know girl of your dreams. You encounter her well, and. and you know, this guy completely loses loses his school. Yeah, if if you want to sort of talk about the the types of women that there are in this movie, there are five because there are five women in this movie. Yeah, there's not very many, and there's basically like old ladies with money who like plastic surgery, a working oh, class we'll wo- fucking get to that working class woman who's been destroyed mentally and socially, physically, etc. By yeah, just sort of like n- nice, nice ruined sort of middle aged woman who's yep. like yeah, she's like the moral conscience of the film, kind of, and that's it. There's badass heroine uh, who lives outside of the rules. There's uh, um, professional wives of the bureaucrats, and then there's weird sort of like the, once again, I feel as though. Um, 
what's her name? The 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 woman, the, the plastic surgery disasters woman, uh, Shirley. Um, her daughter is basically the only other kind of woman there is, which is uh, or yes. no, no, Shirley is the daughter. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Terrain. Mrs. Mrs. Terrain is, is is the, the the mother, and Shirley is just sort of like she's she's like early twenties woman version of the kid uh, Alex in the scene with all the salvaged art in Children of Men. Who's just yeah. like has a neck tattoo and is fucked up on his uh, on his weird on his like brain brain TikTok that he plays and his dad screams at him to take his pills. She basically has that same affect of just sort of like I've suffered a head injury and she's wearing um she's wearing I can't remember what we call those things it's like anymore. A, 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 like an external like orthodontic. Right. It, it's, like, it's 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 it's, brace, a, it's a kind yeah. of braces and I, we, I I should know this but like it's a little bit before my time. In the sense that people used to wear these, and I don't know what they're called anymore, but I remember them being referenced as a thing. Uh, like, so basically, when you have braces, back in the olden days, there was for you know a period of time there was a kind of orthodontic you had to wear, where the there was like a, a retaining band on the outside that went around the back of your head, and she's wearing one of those. I genuinely should know the word for this, but it's been so long. Like, I'm you know I'm the oldest person on this show, and I can recall it being like a thing people talked about as in like teen comedies in the 70s and 80s sure, they don't yeah. really they don't and use them anymore it's it's used in the same effect here which is to be sort of comically repulsive yes to make her like kind of like this mousy child of privilege who's also repulsive somehow despite being mm-hmm. young and attractive yes and that this gets into the way that this movie feels about in particular cosmetic surgery which is a major theme and we'll get to that when when uh, we meet mrs terrain and uh, and and her, her friend Sam's right mom. So, uh, so Sam, um, has been put in for a promotion, but he says he's going to reject it. But his boss is like, basically his boss talks about it in hypotheticals. And then when Sam says, I would reject it, he's like, well, you've been promoted. And he has to go to lunch with his mother. Um, he comes after, after, you know, uh, if I remember correctly, he, the scene where he gets back, uh, happens. Help me out here, Alice. Does he, does he Hmm. get in the truck with Jill after the kid set his car on fire? I'm pretty sure that happens, right? Like the truck is like is yes. like whipping down the way, and he gets in the truck, and there's a whole scene with her, and then like her basically pr- pretending like uh, she 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 kicks him out of the truck at that point, yeah, right, um, right, right, but, right, right. But he does he does try and like get in her truck like an absolute creep, yes. Um, but but so then he he returns to the city, London, we imagine, and he has to. This is, I think, one of the things where like. Again, much like 1984, where you scratch the surface and you see some some elitism, right? Is that one of the recurring themes, both of this movie and of 1984, is that the proles, right? They might suffer, you know, arbitrary arrest and torture and grinding poverty and existential horror and everything. But all of that's fine. They have it easy because they're not smart enough to suffer through the real horror, which is having to have tea with your mum. <laughs> that's that's something that only the sort of the upper middle classes uh, are, are like. That's a torment just for them. So, if I remember correctly, before the dining scene, the the, the restaurant scene, uh, he goes to meet his mom, who is having some kind of plastic surgery work done, where they're stretching her face, and yes. it's just made to look really grotesque. And you notice this common thread that basically everyone addresses his mother like a society gentleman or you know society lady, but 
he can't, no one is smart enough to notice that he's always entering rooms with her. And so basically every time he goes in the same room as her, like he gets roughed up by security. Like he's an interloper and it's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a recurring gag throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and th- th- we get to this movie sort of like horror of aging women, promiscuous aging women too. Um, there's, there's this idea that his mother was like, he, he used to be this society beauty and now is like past her years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, yeah, it, it is unpleasant to watch now, I would say. Yeah, and um, the the restaurant is like this really pretentious French restaurant where everything is served. You order in numbers, but what's served to you is basically mash, like goo, yeah, goop, goop. But it's got a picture of what it's supposed to be. And then in the middle of it, a terrorist bomb goes off and blows up the restaurant. And uh, dinners continue to be served, and they just uh, bring out like a little like divider screen to cover off the scene of the carnage. Um, that's where we meet Mrs. Terrain and her daughter Shirley. Um, and then basically, uh, Sam- oh, we also we also see we also see Deputy Minister Helpman for the first time at this point because um, oh no, it, it isn't at this point. But there's another bomb that goes off earlier on in a TV store window, and we see him on TV. This sort of like uh, older man, and he's talking about how uh, he's he uses exclusively sports metaphors about how it's it's not cricket, but like um, pretty soon the terrorists will be like you know hit for six. All of this, yeah, exactly. Um, um, and so if I remember correctly, um, Sam has to go back. He goes home after, after the, the, the dinner and the bombing. When he gets to his home, uh, he goes to sleep and then something's wrong with the air conditioning. And so it's like massively hot inside his flat. So mm-hmm. he calls the, you know, central services, but no one picks up because it's after hours. Um, and then his house is invaded by uh, cat burglar Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. <laughs> cat burglar Robert De Niro. Uh, so so he is, he's Harry Bustle, the guy who they thought they were arresting when they arrested the innocent man. And he is a sort of a freelance freedom-fighting plumber. Exactly. Um, because the, the, the way that the metaphor that this movie uses for bureaucracy is ducts. Uh, everything is held together with these pneumatic tubes and and air ducts, uh, and even your even your home, even your apartment, the walls are just holding back this sort of like mess of ducts. Um, Correct. And and Harry, uh, he goes by Harry, but is, he is actually Archibald Tuttle. Um, Harry basically breaks into his house like it's Mission Impossible, and then fixes his aircon. 